freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 130 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I had to do it like that because we actually had an email come through. Somebody said, what happened to that? The biggest little, and they they capitalized the word biggest. I got a kick out of that. It's like, thank you for noticing. Um, I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. I'm, I have no idea where this show is going, but our theme <laughs> is Zero Sum Game. Well, let's find out what that means, shall we? Zero Sum Game. By a show of hands... How many people know what this phrase means? Is it the latest smartphone app? Or perhaps a vintage board game? Actually, no. It is not a game at all and is rather a mathematical representation of scarcity. It means when I take your cookie, I have one and you have none. And apparently no way to go and... Make yourself more cookies, which is exactly what I would do. Fresher, hotter, yummier cookies. But I digress. According to the dictionary, zero-sum game is a situation where one person or group can win something only by causing another person or group to lose it. Therefore, when I win, you lose and vice versa. Like chess or rock-paper-scissors. But how many things in life are really this cut and dried? How about our constitutional rights? Are they a zero-sum game? The rights restrictors want us to believe that our Second Amendment rights fall under this win-lose umbrella. And they are half-right, which I'll explain in a moment. On the one hand, the rights restrictors say that those of us who want to protect and preserve our Second Amendment rights, if we win by having the Constitution supported, they say that someone somewhere loses something. Who is this person and what exactly do they lose? Please point to him or her. I would love to talk to that person. I would be fascinated to learn what it is I took from them in the process of protecting liberty and freedom for every man, woman, and child of this nation. Now here is how they are half right. If the rights restrictors get their way and they win, then we do indeed lose our constitutional rights. And that is a zero-sum game, which they have inverted and twisted and some of us are actually even buying into. You see, 
The rights restrictors want us all to envision a balance beam scale. They want us all to picture that as our freedoms pile up on one side of the scale, we are somehow stealing something away from those on the other side of the scale. What exactly would that be? What can I take from the rights restrictors if what I'm weighing down my side of the scale with is freedom? As I become more free and fight for the freedom of all Americans, then what does it take from them? I'll tell you, what I'm taking is the only thing they really care about and value, power and control. I am taking away their control over me and the power they feel over my personal life and the sense of entitlement they have to reach into my home and restrict how I live my life. I suppose in that way they can rightly see this as a win-lose proposition. When you and I and our children and our children's children are holding fast to our liberties and freedoms, we are indeed taking away the hand the rights restrictors want to have over our mouths, and we are in fact removing the heavy boot of tyranny off of our necks. So, you see, sometimes it isn't about the game itself, but what your end goal is. You and I are always looking for the win-win. When we get freedom, so does everyone else. When we get liberty, it is abundant for all. So, as the rights restrictors play their cute word games about common sense gun control measures and universal background checks, be sure you hear what they are really saying. They want to win power and control so that you and I lose our liberty and freedom. It is up to us to ensure that ultimately freedom will win out, but it can't without the constant attention and involvement of those of us who will stay educated and engaged in the political process, community involvement, and teaching the next generation the tricks of those who will steal our freedom by asking us to give it away by voting in one new law at a time. Because that, my friends, is indeed the losing side of the zero-sum game. Dan? Wow. Um, I could only, during that whole conversation, mm-hmm. three politicians just kept popping up <laughs> in my face. And these are the ones that you want, you, Cheryl, want me to pray for. Of course I do. Can you, how, how can you or I change the hearts and minds of, of politicians? You know, we have a very limited ability to do that. But, you know, because we're Christian, and not everyone who listens is, and I'm not trying to indoctrinate anybody, but because we're Christian, we believe in the power of prayer, and we believe that God can do that and, and touch their cold black heart. I mean, touch... <laughs> Now, now, now. So what you're saying, there's levels of prayers. We pray Just more. kidding. We pray more for humor. those that are exceeding mm. and pray less for the ones that 
but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to mention any names, but I, I can't get this image out of my face, and I think I need to go wash my mouth out. <laughs> you can't get the image out of your face, <laughs> out of your mind. That's right. Okay. See, see what it's doing to my brain? <laughs> Look what it's doing. It's true. Hey, you know what? We have some awesome <coughs> guests who who will put a good image in your face. Yes, so. I have a cold today, and I'm coughing about every other word. So. All right, I'm ready to tag team in. Tag so team you in. go. And I'll jump in if I have to. Our first hour, we have Rob Pincus. He's a professional trainer, author, consultant, and VP of Avidity Arms. He and his staff at ICE Training Company provide service to military, law enforcement, private security, and students interested in self-defense. Rob has recently won of the 70 speakers at the 33rd Annual Gun Rights Policy Conference and spoke on the importance of broadening our research as 2A supporters. Broadening our reach, actually. spoke about how impo- important <coughs> culture is to gun rights and gun laws, and uh, it's very, very interesting. You definitely want to stick around for Rob. We also have Don Hillier, mm-hmm. the founder and owner of Hiding Hilda, yes. which is a mission of combining fashion with safety by producing purses, backpacks, and range bags. As a business person, Don knows the importance of image and presentation. As a concealed weapons carrier, she knows the importance of safety. So when you want something functional and fashionable, that is where Hilda Hiding comes in. Hiding Hilda comes in, and we got to actually meet in person finally while we were in Chicago at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. So that was a real kick. <coughs> she is just super awesome. We also have Rick Ector. He's a civil rights advocate. Keynote speaker, expert witness, freelance writer, and firearms instructor. Rick is an NRA credential firearms trainer based in Detroit, Michigan. In addition to empowering citizens how to assume a greater role in their own safety, he also provides safe several community events throughout the year. His biggest event is free shooting event for ladies, which he has trained 700 women how to safely operate a firearm. You know that 700 potential less victims absolutely <clears throat> I, you just can't even measure that how important that is life-changing <coughs> excuse me on our second hour we have tiffany dillon is she's a director and design for 511 tactical as well as an arm- amateur shooter amateur hunter and believes in farm to table and is a lover of the constitution of the united states of america mm-hmm. timothy knight a member of the nra board of directors and founder and architect 2013 Colorado recalls and on politicians who attempted to trample the Second Amendment. I think we need to definitely, this is a perfect time to remind people that there were actually elected officials recalled because of the stance they took against our Second Amendment rights. And uh, uh, Timothy is definitely ready, willing, and able to do that again. So uh, be on notice. Right. And we also have Amy Robbins. Founder and CEO of Alexo Athletica. Absolutely. We will also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary. Um. <laughs> it's going to be hard to keep him calm today, I think, with some oh, of the I'm, stuff going on in the news. I, I'm just, you know, I ha- I didn't know this, but I have a weapon you have in a weapon? my hand right Do you now. right now? What is it, Dan? Ice glass of ice oh my gosh that I'm is terrified. a weapon you know that i bet you in the next couple of months california is probably going to outlaw ice <laughs> so i'm really serious <laughs> you know it's a weapon okay so of course we're referring to the kavanaugh hearings and you he know, threw ice that's he threw ice he cannot be 
that that's okay. the the be- best most shocking headline that they can come up with so far which actually encourages me that this guy's probably really he's going to be okay but we'll see we the, the vote hasn't come through yet as of the recording of our show which is wednesday october 3rd uh, they might be voting on it today so by the time this show airs it we sh- we could know but we're, we're just shaking our heads he's that a cold stone ice thrower that's the biggest headline we've got is he threw some ice so dan's going to be having a little bit of fun with that but anyway whatever you think about him i hope you like us and i hope you stick around because we have much much coming up on the next two hours of gun freedom radio And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are excited for our first guest today, Rob Pincus. Rob is a professional trainer, author, consultant, and the VP of Avidity Arms. He and his staff at ICE Training Company provide services to military, law enforcement, private security, and students interested in self-defense. Rob was recently one of the 70-70 speakers at the 33rd Annual Gun Rights Policy Conference, and he spoke on the importance of broadening our reach as Second Amendment supporters. Welcome to the show, Rob. Hey, it is great to be on the show, and uh, it, it really is. It was an exciting uh, gun rights policy conference. I, I think that what I heard from those other speakers uh, really gave me hope for uh, for our continued influence, continued positive movement, and uh, certainly you're one of those people that's incredibly influential, so I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate you having me on the show. Wow, that is very high praise, especially coming from you, um, because you are such a driver out there of um you're a thought leader right you ruffle the waters a little bit you get people engaged and and you really kind of help move the ball forward in really unique ways and and very effective ways and um so i'm i'm just excited that you were in front of that huge audience i i understand that over the course of the weekend they had 800 900 people show up in person in chicago and then on Facebook Live, they had something like 115,000 viewers. And so 
you know, to be able to bring what you are, are saying um, to that size audience was just an incredible opportunity. And you were talking about how culture drives gun politics. Can you kind of expound on that a little bit? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, uh, Alan has been a, a mentor of mine, and, and I consider him a friend uh, with, with the Second Amendment Foundation on Gottlieb for, for a long time. And we were having dinner in July. Uh, I was on my training tour, finishing up kind of that last leg in Washington State as I finish up my four-month uh, on-the-road tour. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, you know, Rob, if you're going to be able to come to, to Gun Rights Policy Conference this year, I would really love for you to be able to address Something that reminds people that and what he said was was very, you know, eloquent and and concise, remind people that culture drives policy and culture drives politics. Mm -hmm. And he didn't mean our culture. He meant the the greater, you know, zeitgeist, the the whole atmosphere of American culture is what eventually, you know, certainly there are some independent politicians that will start initiatives and things like that. But usually they don't really go anywhere unless the culture the general mm-hmm. culture is behind it. And we, I don't believe, and he knows that I feel this way, and I think that's kind of why he, he taps me for this, uh, to be part of this panel. He, he knows I believe we as a community have not done a good job, especially in, in the last decade, of influencing the, the incredibly important and vast middle ground mm-hmm. on gun issues mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as we, we, it's, we were very easy for us to sort of pander to the base and the high five and the talk about the common ground and talk about where we celebrate our wins. And, you know, we just celebrated the 10th anniversary of the Heller case. And, you know, we got over 30 million people that can legally carry guns in the U.S. now. And we had 2 million in 1990. We've got these huge wins to celebrate and, and kind of self-congratulate and pat ourselves on the back. But if we're still talking about as if it's the assault weapons ban 1990s and we really were back on our heels, well, then to the middle ground, we seem like we're, we're really, um, you know, disconnected from all the wins and all of the growth of the firearms industry and the growth of concealed carry that really has taken place over the last two decades. Mm-hmm. We have to accept that. And I believe the greatest threat we have today is not a nefarious anti-gun agenda from some, you know, crowd of, of uh passionately, idealistically, uh, maybe naive people about getting rid of all the guns in the U.S. or misinformed people about the gun use in the U.S. Well, our real biggest, my biggest fear is that we don't exercise our rights responsibly. So we've regained so many freedoms and so many rights in the U.S. around guns over the last two decades, with the exception of a few states that I think are obvious where we've lost some ground. But federally, we've done really well. And in most states, we've, we've gained ground. And if we don't exercise our rights responsibly, and if we don't engage in dialogue with the American middle ground on this, uh, we potentially are going to have a backlash against those freedoms we've won. Absolutely. And so um, I want to congratulate you on on something that just recently happened, that you were appointed to the board of an organization called the 2AO, 2AO.org. And talk to us about that organization um, as it pertains to this whole culture <laughs> Uh, topic of, of how we're interacting with our, our pop culture, our current culture, um, those kinds of things. Well, it was it was an interesting uh, synergistic moment, I guess. It, it was sometimes an overused word, but the, the beauty of talking about gun culture while I, I was in uh, or knowing that I was going to be talking about gun culture and how it influences the greater culture, positive or negatively, while I was 
speaking with the founders and the board members of Second Amendment organization about coming in and joining them and sort of taking on a leadership role there. Uh, they were founded in the aftermath of Sandy Hook by uh, Brian Crosswhite. And what Brian uh, was a, a pro-gun guy, but he was also an entrepreneur, a business uh, operator, and he saw the backlash from the gun community against the, uh, I, I think it was Buffalo Wild Wings specifically, but it was one of the, the restaurant bar type chains that in the aftermath of Sandy Hook sort of jumped on that, we don't want guns here, we're a gun-free zone thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge backlash. So he put a sign out in front of his place that said, uh, you know, well, 10% off if you have a valid concealed carry permit. We are pro-Second <laughs> Amendment. Come on in. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't sensational. It wasn't, you know, strap an AR over your shoulder and get right. a free beer. Right? right? It wasn't like crazy. And I think that's the problem is that seems crazy to the American middle ground. And quite frankly, it is. Strap mm-hmm. an AR over your shoulder and get a free beer, even in Indiana where it's technically legal doesn't make good optics, right? right. So, so Brian did something that, that really did catch on, and he found there a lot of like-minded businesses. He got a lot of media attention, and uh, he got up to the point where there is now there are now over a quarter of a million businesses around the country who have signed on to support the Second Amendment, the responsible exercise of the Second Amendment, and, and not uh, specifically not be gun-free zones to welcome legally and responsibly armed people. And these are specifically not ranges. They're not firearms related businesses these are you know auto body shops and, mm-hmm. and you know barber shops and you know whatever just the, the restaurants bars a lot of places that say no we respect and appreciate the responsible exercise of the second amendment and we would never want to ostracize that potential market or that way of life from our businesses that so is- with a quarter million uh, uh, uh that's a huge list it was amazing what they accomplished in a very short time and they asked me if I'd be interested in joining them to help them sort of expand into some other areas of advocacy, um, particularly um, getting more involved in some of the politics and really getting involved in what I refer to as policing our own, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that we're doing a good job mm-hmm. of being responsibly armed and, and interacting well with the general public to educate them about how guns are normal parts of American life. That's a beautiful segue where I was going because that whole normalization of firearms just being part of, like me, I say it's part of my wardrobe, right? So no matter what my day job is, that my firearm is just part of my wardrobe and it's the part that will save my life. And so um, that definitely is, is helping build rebuild the culture of america when guns used to just be you know a tool in the home or just you know another piece of our wardrobe that went out everywhere with us um so we're about to run out of time but i cannot let you go without asking you about avidity arms what is this avidity arms that you are the vice president of avidity arms was a, a project that uh Eagle Imports came to me. It was actually, again, in the aftermath of Sandy Hook, there was a lot of tumultuous time. And, and there was a group of us, you know, kind of looked around. Everybody wanted to build ARs, right? There was mm-hmm. a huge boom in the sale of ARs. And mm-hmm. everybody with a, with a CNC machine, it seems like, all of a sudden was building ARs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe 10 of the top lower manufacturers were doing uh, uh, OEM work, essentially, for a bunch of private labels. And everybody was selling ARs in the aftermath of Sandy Hook. And, and certainly I had a group of friends. We all sat around and said, gee, you know, if we were six months ahead, but you, you don't have a crystal ball and you don't know where the market's going to go. And there was some very loose talk about starting a gun company. And my personal feeling was I, did, I the last thing I would want to do is be another Me Too, you know, AR company. There's plenty of those. I, I don't want to be another Me Too 1911 company. There's plenty of those. I don't want to 
color a, a, a Glock or an, an XD green and put an extra, you know, put a different kind of sight on it and call it the Rob Pincus limited edition. <laughs> if I were going to do something, I'd really want to build a true gun from scratch. I mean, I've, I've seen thousands of people with thousands of guns on ranges all across the world at all skill levels for two decades, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe I've got some ideas about what kind of guns work well in hands and what kind of guns people would benefit from. And uh, the market um, has been asking for like a full size single stack modern striker fire gun for a long time. Imagine mm-hmm. like a Glock 19 single stack or a Glock 17 single stack. Mm-hmm. So I set about, you know, basically with a napkin sketch. Um, again, Mike Sedini and the other partners at Eagle came to me and said, you know, we really want to do this, not to jump on any bandwagon uh, post uh, Sandy Hook, but a year later they came to me and said, we're serious about doing this. If you're serious about doing this, what would we, what would you build? We'll build whatever you want. We trust you on that side. What, we, what would you build? They wanted to diversify, and that ended up becoming Avidity Arms. Very so Avidity cool. Arms is a, is a brand new manufacturing company here in the U.S. Um, from scratch, building a gun, all manufactured in the U.S. And uh, we've we've hoped to be market a couple of times, um, but it's a, it's a it's a long process, and it making is. sure the gun is reliable and making sure it's safe. But um, I, I really feel good about where we are, and the Avidity Arms PD10, which is a single stack, eleven shot modern striker fired gun uh, is, is going to be in hand soon. In fact, it's already been in a lot of hands for testing and evaluation, uh, but we're actually going to be selling that gun, uh, you know, as soon as we can. Um, no, no timeline, but, but soon. That is awesome. Well, this has been awesome. We're going to have to bring you back because there's so many things that, that we haven't even had time to touch on. But Rob Pincus, thank you so much for all that you are doing out there, training people, keeping our, our rights alive via the culture. Um, and just as we're going out, tell folks, I mean, that you do so many things. It's hard to boil it all down. But what is the, the best way for people to kind of keep tabs on all that you're doing? You know, you can go to robpincus.com, and it, it usually forwards to something interesting. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, uh, you can kind of find everything from that. But my social media is the best place to go, at, at Pincus Rob on Twitter or IG or on Facebook. I've got Rob Pincus and my Rob Pincus Pro page. If you want to see pictures of the baby, you go to my personal Aww. page. If you want to see, you know, plus the guns. <laughs> and then all the guns and the politics and manufacturing and all that stuff is at Rob Pincus Pro. Um, the best thing people can do right now, I think what I'm most excited about is this new position with 2AO.org. If you go to 2AO.org and you look at the position statements, there's over 50 position statements where we tried to clearly and concisely articulate where the Second Amendment organization stands in terms of things like national reciprocity or arming teachers or uh, the, the restrictions under the National Firearms Act, where I think it's the most comprehensive uh, list of position statements from any organization, whether they're pro-gun rights or pro-gun control. And I, I, I started referring to it as a pro-gun responsibility. I think that in the middle, 90% of the people that want to talk about gun issues really just want to see safe and responsible gun interaction in our culture, in our communities, in our country, on earth. And, and if we can have the conversation that way and we, we kind of lose the 5% on the extremes of the conversation, talk about responsibility, I think those position statements will make sense. And uh, the training information that we put out for people interested in, in defensive interaction with firearms, that's my primary job uh, at personaldefensenetwork.com, speaks to those policies as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much again. We will definitely have to have you back on soon. And uh, we'll be looking for an Avidity Arms gun that I can put in my hands and take out to the range as soon as those are ready to go. Thank you again, Rob Pincus. Bye-bye. All right. 
Well, stick around. Lots more to come on Gun Freedom Radio. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our guest coming up right now is Miss Dawn Hillier, the founder and owner of Hiding Hilda, which has the mission of combining fashion with safety by producing purses, backpacks, and range bags. As a business person, Dawn knows the importance of image and presentation, and as a concealed weapons carrier, she knows the importance of safety. When she first got into this world, it was nearly impossible to find something both functional and fashionable, and so she created Hiding Hilda. Welcome to the show, Dawn. Thanks. I'm so excited to have me on. I'm, <laughs> me too. You're one of the people I look up to, Cheryl. I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. That is way too high a praise. Especially. Her head is getting real big right now. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> That is well true. <laughs> well, thank you, especially coming from you. That is that is incredible. So I want to dive right in um, because, as you mentioned, this happens to be Domestic Violence Awareness Month, right? October does. Correct. And Correct. your company was born out of something that relates to uh, that this month. And I just want you to, to walk people kind of through that. Um, you know, what happened in your life that caused you to actually create a company that is about personal safety and protection? Well, um, in 2006, October 12th, 2006, at 12.27 p.m., that was exactly the time, I might add, um, my phone started ringing. And from there, I, it was a stalker. And I had no idea what was going to happen, but for two and a half years, it was active stalking, and it actually took six to get him in prison. Oh, my gosh. And it wasn't like there was a couple too many phone calls. I mean, he got 10 years in prison. Ooh. It was the first felony counts of stalking in Indiana. Oh um, so I ended up getting a lot of national attention for it, but uh, Katie Couric picked up the story. It's ironic. Uh, she kind of actually threw me into the gun 
world and made me start thinking about what I could do. Plus, I got a lot of contact nationwide after it. But um, firearms were not in my world at all prior to this. But after, you know, 25 uh, police reports, protective order orders, um, and everything else that I had gone through, you know, they truly are just a piece of paper. And I was a sitting duck. I was a single mom with three kids. And um, I had to learn how to shoot. I got screaming death threats. And I truly believed him. And actually, the night that a firearm came into my world was because um, I had screaming death threats, but they were everywhere. It filled up the answering machines on at work, my cell phone, my home phone, my parents' phone, mm. everybody I knew that he had the phone number to. I mean, it was everywhere. And uh, I believed him that night, so I sent my kids away, and um, I had my my then boyfriend's firearm with me and I just waited and that was the night that I decided that I'm not going to go down without a fight Mm -hmm. and um, I took it upon myself and it just it truly changed my life but then um, it's funny because when I was going through it my instinct was to hide Mm -hmm. I was humiliated there were things going out I was in networking I knew everybody in Fort Wayne I've been in staffing for almost 20 years Mm -hmm. and it was just he reached everybody and it was so so humiliating i just wanted to crawl under a rock Mm -hmm. um so and and i feel like i was the person that did cower in the corner until i realized that i could defend myself um so anyway so anything but everything went under hiding hill but that was literally why i was hiding (laughs) um everything was under my name's don hillier so that's where the hilda came from Mm -hmm. and hiding being what i was doing then when i got my first firearm i named her hilda and I decided that I was still going to be hiding Hilda, but I was going to live out loud. I was going to stop and stop hiding and, and get a voice. Wow. And that's exactly what I did. Wow. You know, I know you've just told the story of far too many people um, across our nation. And I am so thankful that, uh, you know, you he stopped. You got him stopped. Um, you were successful of putting him behind bars and that he uh, hopefully never physically um, was able to um, get to you or your family because it sounds like he was pretty much heck bent on that. Yes, and um, I, I want to point out, too, that it does never <clears throat> end. He was sentenced to 10 years, but because he was a stockbroker, he drove a BMW, lived in a nice house, um, all of that kind of stuff, but he got an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree while incarcerated, got out in three years, and with no notice. That was a, a, one of the laws that we changed. In Indiana, stalking was considered a victimless crime, but that Ooh. was changed right away after my, my situation. <laughs> um, but it still goes on. I mean, I still, he went into my daughter's place of employment about three weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's still, it doesn't end. Right. So oh, being... Stars empowered now mm-hmm. and having been through training and worked with mm-hmm. a lot of other women in the same situation it's just it's still there but I'm not going to stop absolutely and I I appreciate that um, you you know you didn't just stay hiding you did start taking steps forward to protect yourself and be more proactive and you know these things happen to men and women and that's one Correct. of the things I appreciate about uh, your line, your Hiding Hilda line, because it is there are purses, but there are also uh, masculine uh, off-body carry 
opportunities like the backpacks and the range bags and things like that. Um, so you you are looking at you know both both uh, sexes right both genders. Hello. Yes. Um, well, you know it's funny when we first started we thought about having a line of hiding Herman mm. as well for the men, mm-hmm. but we really wanted to concentrate on specializing specializing in women's ways ways to conceal carry because there wasn't very much out there um but we found that men wanted stuff too mm-hmm. so um you know not every men want to carry off body as well and um, with the holsters and stuff we just found a really good way to do that so it's kind of it's expanded our base even more than we thought it would well i love it and so something that came from a personal need uh turned into I mean, this isn't just kind of like a little side thing you've got going. This is a full-fledged business. I mean, you're nationwide. I would say you're about a household name with people who are in the firearms industry. How did that development come about? Oh, my gosh. It's it's God. I mean, (laughs) if somebody would have told me in my 40s I was going to start driving a pickup truck and working gun shows and hauling around purses and all the stuff that I'm doing, I would have thought they were crazy. Public speaking as well. Um, but I think there was there was a demand for it. And I'm just some chick from Indiana. I mean, <laughs> I worked in a conservative accounting firm and needed a good way to carry that wasn't flamboyant, that didn't that wasn't camo, that didn't scream, Hey, I'm I'm carrying a firearm and Policy-wise, I wasn't supposed to, but with my situation, mm-hmm. I did anyway, but I couldn't make it obvious. So, um, and I like to coach, and I like the mainstream kind of things. So, it's been fun to watch Hiding Hilda kind of grow into that, that name that people go to for concealed carry. It's just, it's amazing to me watching it. But it's God. I cannot thank the people that I've met enough, my family support getting in the right networks, the support. I mean, it's been crazy. It's been awesome. Uh, I had no idea. Well, and I love that. We, you know, often give credit to God on this show. Um, and so I, I love it when other people, you know, feel the same way, that they couldn't have forged their the road that they've been on by, all by themselves. And um, I, it shows. It really does. So there's something going on in your state. Um you were talking about some legislation that's coming up. You call it HB 1071. Now we have people that are listening from all across the nation. Um, but what happens in one state definitely can happen in others and it impacts other states. Um, talk to us about how that's an important piece of, of what we're talking about here today with it being Domestic Violence Awareness Month the fact that you had personal experience with that, that developed into a need that became a company. How do all these things tie together? Well, um, House Bill 1071 is, it actually did pass, which I'm, I'm thrilled about, but it allows domestic violence victims who obtain a protective order, they can use that protective order as a license to carry their firearm. Oh. So for that 60 days, while they're waiting for their permit, as long as they otherwise qualify. Mm -hmm. So um, we work with a lot of trainers, too, 
And in training programs, if they bring that protective order, they're going to get them in, get them trained for free. Oh, wow. And so they're, so they're able to use the firearms should they need to. But um, it really, it kind of, it, it empowers you. When you feel like your life is in somebody else's hands and you don't know when you walk out that door if today's the day or not, mm. because realistically, like in my situation, it was a long time. And I could drive different cars. I could take a different route to work. But the truth is I got to work around 8 o'clock in the morning, and I left around 5. Mm-hmm. My kids needed picked up at 6. Mm-hmm. And I was vulnerable at any and all of those times. Mm. And so I didn't true. have time to wait to get my permit. So true. So um, it's, it's really important. It, I think it could save lives. I truly do. And there's all the studies that are out there saying that, you know, you're more likely to get your firearm taken away from you and used on you. Mm. Those studies are not with women who have those firearms, who are trained, who protected themselves. Well, amen to that. The women market is who's rising. We're the ones that are getting our concealed permit. So it's, and men can be violated as well. I mean, if you think about it, one in four women are sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. One in four. Mm. We can talk about this and crimes that don't happen because you can, you're not going to be a victim. You refuse to be so. Exactly. It's just, it's so important to get the word out. Exactly. Well, we have just about run out of time. We have uh, just about a minute left, but I want you to be sure and tell folks how they can find out more about Hiding Hilda, about your personal story. And um, also, if you could just super quickly tell us who are Hilda's heroes? Um, Hilda's heroes. So we, with, uh, I'm sorry, with Hiding Hilda, we carry the top brands of concealment purses. So it's kind of like a department store of concealed carry. But we also manufacture our own here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very reputable manufacturing facility. And those bags that we have created, we have I've named after people who are heroes in my world, mm-hmm. um, whether it's Julie Golub, who is a world and national shooting champion, um, a veteran, a mom, just an amazing person. I have uh, Liz Lazarus, Lazarus, who's an author, Plea for Justice and Free of Malice. Fantastic. Uh, Kaylee Browning, who is a 2020 Olympian mm-hmm. shooter. She's uh, She is so impressive. So we're naming these people after these bags after people in the world, but also we have another line that are going to be after true survivors, wow. true heroes, the, the tagline for the company is Be Your Own Hero, mm-hmm. and that's the word that we're trying to spread. That's awesome. Gotta run. Tell folks how they can find out more about everything you do. Um, we are online at HeidiHilda.com, and all the social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all um, under Hiding Hilda. Fantastic. Miss Dawn, thank you so much for all you do. Stay safe out there. And uh, we look forward to having you back on and talking more about this very important topic of staying safe and and how to train well and uh, some pretty cool and fashionable uh, products to go along with that. Thank you so much, Cheryl. I really appreciate talking to you. Thank you. Me too. Bye-bye, Dawn. God bless. All right. Well, stick around because we still have... Rick Ector coming up right after these messages on Gun Freedom Radio.
Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are glad you are here with us today, and if you've missed any portion of today's show, please go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com, click the On Demand tab, and binge listen to your heart's content. All 129 other episodes we have posted there. And if you want to put a face with a voice, click the guest tab and you'll find pictures and bios and links to all the guests that we've ever had on. It is a tremendous resource and, you know, we don't hate it when you spend time there. All right. Well, without further ado, we are welcoming to the show our friend Rick Ector. So he is a civil rights advocate, a keynote speaker, an expert witness, a freelance writer, and a firearms instructor. Rick is an NRA credentialed firearms trainer based in Detroit, Michigan. In addition to empowering citizens how to assume a greater role in their own safety, he also provides several community events throughout the year. His biggest event is the free shooting event for ladies in which he trained, and I'm going to let him say the number when he comes on, but a bunch of women how to safely operate a firearm. Welcome to the show, Rick. Hey, thank you for having me. How are you doing today? Oh my gosh, we are doing awesome. Chicago was amazing. It was wonderful to see you again. It was great to see you as well. And I am so excited about how this free shooting event for ladies has grown over just the past, what have we even known each other, two years, three years? Um, well, I've known, you, I've known you for at least three years, I believe, because this has been my third consecutive gun rights policy conference. I started maybe 10 years ago coming, but I took a time off after I discovered the NRA annual meeting, and then mm-hmm. I kind of added that to the repertoire to my <laughs> annual itinerary. I know it gets expensive, look- right? Traveling to all these I know, places. It gets expensive, and I'm looking at adding a couple of other conferences to I the know. mix. And uh, they're all good. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all good, and they all I have a different uh, style, a different flavor to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I run into different people at different events, and 
one year, I, I'm going to go to all of them in one year. I'm talking the gun rights policy conference. Right. You know, the NRA meeting. Yep. Then the NRA has a carry guard expo. Yeah. And then I think the USCCA has a, a conference now. So I'm going to do the quadruple play one year. Hopefully it'll be next year. I know. I, I feel the same way. It's like every year my calendar has more, I got to do this. I don't want to miss this events. And you've named uh, a bunch of them already. Um, but I want to get back to this event that you put on. The free shooting event, and I mean free, that right there, that's everybody's favorite price, right? And <laughs> and in the three right. years that we've known each other, where did you start? Like the first year, I think you said, well, I hope we get somebody to show up. And how many came that first year? You know, that first year I had such unreal expectations. I'm thinking I'm in a fairly large a city in the country. I'm in an area of the country. It's urban. We got a lot of suburban people in the surrounding community. Crime has always perennially been a problem. Mm -hmm. No one has ever done anything like this before. I was I was expecting the moon. And you know what they say when you shoot for the moon and if you happen <laughs> to miss, you'll still be amongst the stars. I That's was thinking right. I was going to train hundreds of people, right? Because mm -hmm. Free means free. Right. But I, I didn't realize that whenever you do something new and for the very first time, you know, there's some growing pains that are usually associated with your growth. And I only, and I, and I keep saying this now, and I put only in quotation marks, I only had 50 women to take me up on a free shooting lesson. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, I was so heartbroken that <laughs> only to get 50 women to come see me a stranger, someone they didn't know to meet me at a gun range. Yeah. And we're start, we're talking about gun training. But uh good That's... friend of mine, Ken Blanchard, told me that hey man, fifty is great first time out. Yes. You did outstanding and that kept me uh kept me going. And so then uh from that fifty this year, how many showed up? Seven hundred. Just over seven hundred. <laughs> we just eclipsed oh. the seven hundred mark. Seven but, you know, and, and, and people say, well, hey, that's great. You gave 700 women a free shooting lesson in one day. Yeah, but you know what? What you get and what you want, sometimes they don't match up. Mm -hmm. And I was secretly hoping for like a 1,000, you know? <laughs> Rick, you're killing me. <laughs> you're hitting the <laughs> but, stars. You, know, you are hitting the stars. 700 lives touched, changed, affected. But you know what? You and I are cut from the same cloth. So I would be thinking the same thing you are. You'd be like, 700 is good, but dang it, where's the 1,000? <laughs> you know, I, I, I was facilitized for 1,000. I had manpower for 1,000. I had room for 1,000. I organized it for 1,000. You know, and, and publicly my goal was 800, but I was hoping for 1,000, mm -hmm. and I came in at 700. So everyone is like, oh, man. You did such an amazing thing today. You put together so many people to work on this thing, and you, you got, you know, cooperation, and you trained 700 women with a free shooting lesson, range safety briefing, and gave them a whole bunch of free stuff like gun locks and T-shirts and swag. Wow. Man, you should be, you should be stoked. And, and deep down inside, I was like, 
disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is just no pleasing us, I'm telling you. But you know what? That is That is what makes us good at what we do. And you are amazing at what you do. And I'm just absolutely honored and proud to, to know you. Well, thank you so very much. You now are. I'm blushing. Good thing you can't see me. You, you are absolutely welcome. And it's not a compliment. <laughs> it is absolutely heartfelt truth. And I want to talk about um, that we were in Chicago, we were at the Gun Rights Policy Conference, and that you spoke again this year on what they're calling the diversity panel. So Mm -hmm. what are you seeing on that front? Because there's still that stereotype out there that if you're a gun owner or, you know, a supporter of the Second Amendment or, you know, somebody that goes to these gun rights policy conferences, you're clearly a dude, you're probably have a beard Mm -hmm. you're pretty much Mm -hmm. wearing camo right and you're Mm -hmm. probably in your late 50s early 60s so (laughs) when when you look across the rooms the last couple of years including this one what are you seeing Uh, and not just the rooms in, in, in at these conferences but but out there in the world I mean, out here in the community, when I do my regularly scheduled concealed carry license classes, I'm still seeing it's at least 50% women. You know, there is a bit of a lag in terms of adopting that mindset, that uh, alternative lifestyle I like to refer to it as, as being able, willing, and capable to take on a more active role in your personal protection. But I think most of the guys who are interested, there's still some guys who haven't done it, who are thinking about doing it. You know, they're waiting like I did for something major to happen. For me, I had to get Robin in my own driveway before I got serious about it. But uh, most people uh, who are attending my regularly scheduled classes every two weeks are women, at least 50%. Uh, I do get a couple of guys that sprinkle in, and it's really interesting to see the dynamics of men being in, my, in the minority in a, in a firearm training course. You know, I'm seeing diversity of ages as well. I'm getting a lot of seniors that are coming through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's really a great thing to behold. You know, going back to the women's event, yeah, it's it's strictly women, but even within the women, there's a bunch of diversity there, too, mm-hmm. with respect to the ages and with respect to the, the the backgrounds, the experience, and the actual, you know, race of the people who are participating. So, mm-hmm. you know, gun ownership, in my view, is like it's the true big tent. It's for everyone and every demographic that has an interest in learning about taking a more active role in their personal protection, you know, particularly in our urban centers like Detroit and where we just left from at the conference in Chicago. You know, I can't think of many places other than large urban cities that need, you know, gun ownership and carry permits for individuals to be safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope I never have to use it, you know, but mm-hmm. it's there just in case I do. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking from experiences, uh, I first got into this gun ownership thing because I too thought like they did that I didn't need a gun and gun ownership wasn't important. But that lasted all the way up until I got robbed in my driveway. So mm-hmm. I had an epiphany would yeah. be putting it mildly. But yeah. uh, <laughs> a lot of people are responding and women are especially coming in droves. Uh, especially with this event now that I've done, it's in its seventh year. 
And women are really responding. And when they come, they bring their daughters, their nieces, their mothers, their aunts. I haven't had a grandparent there, like all three generation, grandparent, student, and and child there. Wow. So it, it's really a great event. It's a great social event, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a woman and you're curious about guns and mm-hmm. don't know much, you can actually meet some fellow gun friends Absolutely. And, and make friends and have people to go to the range with. Yeah. That, people don't realize how social the Second Amendment community, the you know people that go out to you know plink or to target shoot, how social it really is. Um, and you know it's it's a tremendous group of people um, who bring a wealth of life experience and knowledge. And we are out of time, unfortunately. But I just thank you. We're out of time. Are you serious? I know. We just barely said hello, right? <laughs> I just got warmed up. I know. 13 <laughs> minutes is like way too short. These segments are too short. But Rick, Well, we got to get you some more sponsors, man, because next time I got a whole lot more to talk about. <laughs> I like it. You know what? We'll bring you back on real soon because what you are talking about is so vitally important um, and it's been too long since I've had you on, so we'll we'll get you back on the calendar real fast. But Rick, as we go out, tell folks how they can learn more about the work that you do and the classes that you put on. Hey, once I just want to let you know before time runs out, I truly appreciate having the opportunity to be back again on your show. Mm-hmm. Easiest way to find me is Google my name, Rick Ector, R I C K E C T O R. I'm on all the social media platforms. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. I even still have my MySpace page up and running. So I have a blog, <laughs> Legally Armed in it's Detroit. old school my style. My main website is at DetroitCCW. Fantastic. DetroitCCW.com. Rick Ector, thank you again so much. Be safe out there. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Have a great day, and thank you so very much for having me. Absolutely. Bye-bye now. All right. Stick around because we still have much more coming up in our second hour of Gun Freedom Radio. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I am asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. 